I do. And I don't. Years ago, um, my great-great-grandfather, and we're talking years and years and years ago, um, had this vision, and he said, there needs to be a podcast. And this was before iPhones. This was before podcasts. I think there was still just AM radio. He goes, there needs to be a podcast. And at that point, my grandfather, who was six at the time, he goes, what's a podcast, Dad? This is my great-grandfather, mm-hmm. you'll remember. And he's like, I don't know, but there needs to be a podcast dedicated to intimate, because they didn't pronounce T's in those days, intimate relationships. This story already has some plot holes. Well, there's no, there's no plot, cat. <laughs> well, first of all, if they didn't pronounce T's, how did your great-great-grandfather say podcast? Podcast. Oh, podcast. Okay, sorry. I guess I misheard you. Carry yeah. on. So uh, anyway, so my uh, my grandfather's like, oh, um, wow, intimate relationships, because the T in relationship isn't like, it's a hard T that they wouldn't pronounce. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, he had a vision of this very podcast, which is the I do and I don't show podcast. And, and, and my grandfather was like, what should it be called though? What should it be called? and then and he said I do and I don't (laughs) (laughs) podcast show this may be my favorite intro thus far in all these many 61 episodes we've recorded when will they post it post it (laughs) every Monday is when that's right so Every here we are day. carrying on your great-grandfather's legacy. I know. It's amazing. And it, it brings a tear to my eye mm-hmm. that I, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting choked up, that I have the <laughs> honor to bring forth this intimate relationship podcast to the whole world Aww. with well, my co-host, Ka. <laughs> okay. I think we can abandon this ship now, if you'd like. Abandon ship. I would like to. Um, but what we do here on I Do and I Don't Show podcast show is we get questions that come from those around us in the interwebs. And they say, where should we send them? We go, I do and I don't show at gmail.com. They, yeah, They absolutely. always ask us at, <clears throat> at the bottom of a tower or we're kind of like the Rampunzels. We the go, Rampunzels? <laughs> yeah, they all live in a tower. They're the Rampunzel family. Oh, my God. They all have very long hair. And they go... Are you high? Like, we, what, what's happening right now? We're the I do and I don't podcast at gmail. No, I do and I don't show at gmail.com. I think we've arrived at the place in the pandemic where you are officially spending too much time in isolation. Instagram and Facebook at I do and I don't show. I don't even hear anyone else now. No. I just live in my own head. <laughs> and it's healthy and it's safe. It's great. I'm safe there. But yes, we do take listener questions. Uh, mm. And there is a very convenient link on our Instagram bio. Whoa. Yeah. Instagram at dot com at I do and I don't show and convenient link. Follow the convenient link. And you'll and be able to ask us your intimate relationship questions. Yeah, and we always protect your anonymity. Anonymity. Unanimity. Immunity. Mm-hmm. All the words. We've got all the words today. So how's your pandemic going though for real? Like besides the isolation? And loving every minute of it. 
still? Because I know you're super introverted. You know, it's annoying. Um, you know what I don't like right now is, he, I, and and it's things are I think looking up, but I'm so sick of hearing about the United States. <laughs> yeah, because they haven't had much happening. So yeah, but there's, it's always uh, this is how the states this the states that I'm like shut up. I know your world is falling apart and your nation's torn asunder, but um, <clears throat> currently we're in the throes of a uh, Bernie Sanders meme uh, revolution. Yeah, Have what is that all about? He was looking moody at the inauguration. And now everyone's creating memes out of his <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, they cut him out and because he, he's just so, it looks so funny. But that's an uplifting, lighthearted uh, jab, jibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is a stark contrast with the nonsense that you would you would have gotten during the Trump like times. You know yeah, what I mean? Where everyone I mean, was just poisonous towards Trump and then that was that. Those were all the jokes. <laughs> they were all miserable jokes. Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, look at how cute and, and moody quirky this old dude is. <laughs> this, this, this little guy is. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm sick of a uh, pandemic, but only because of having to hear about pandemic. And, and then like things are shut down. It's hard to get clay, you know, and that kind of thing. So like real big problems yeah, happening here. Yeah. But my life generally fine. That's really sweet. What's yours like? Miserable? Mm, no, not miserable. I think, you know, if I'm noticing anything, it's been really difficult to get to a place of alignment with what people need right now. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard to get aligned uh, w- during a pandemic. <laughs> it, yeah, period. So it's just like there's a lot of unrest and discord and... yeah. I really feel like my best place is truly in a cave with my child. Yeah. Like, I think mm. that's the only way to get through it is to just hunker down, the two of us, and keep moving forward as best we can. So do you want to tackle some questions? Yes, ma'am. All right. Okay, question number one. I'm a parent to two teens, and we've got a very open and healthy relationship when it comes to sex education. I'd say for sure that we're a sex-positive household. My teens are now stepping more seriously into the realm of relationships and dating and have begun to ask some more complex questions about sex and the mechanics of sex. Do you have any resources that you can share that I can pass along so they can educate themselves? I think it's important that they get the right information and perhaps steering them towards that would be more comfortable than an explicit conversation. So as much as the beginning of the question advertised a very open and healthy, you know, sex, you know, positive home, she's, or he's saying, but I can't talk to them about it. Well, I mean... Can you please tell, find me someone else that will say something good about sex? I think this is totally relatable because I do have teenagers and I have other friends who have teenagers. And, like, there's a difference between teaching them, you know... A blowjob is when you give oral pleasure to a male partner versus right. mom, how do I give a good blowjob, right? Ooh, oh, so, so this is what you think? <laughs> the person's like, I told them the basics, but I don't know, like, should they be slobbering all over the balls? Like, I don't want to get into well, all that. Well, this is it. Like, don't you remember that time in your own, like, sexual journey where you knew the mechanics, basically, of how everything worked, but then you were like, okay, but then how do I actually do that thing? Mm. What does that actually look like? I feel like I I was like um, fumbling through the dark uh, 
um, in my first experiences having did not knowing not having that because we weren't I didn't, wasn't raised in a very sex positive household yeah how did you learn about sex <clears throat> that was the first thing I thought of when I saw this question I was like oh this is gonna be good trying to finger somebody <laughs> the first time and they were like that's my nose <laughs> mm. they're like that's just pubic mound <laughs> oh really oh that's so cute it's like where where oh there's the wet s- spot there's the that's nice um yeah I was I was really not unaware mm-hmm. I think and even in those days you couldn't like these days kids are watching pornography which which is probably not a good thing no um, it's not a great way to learn how to do the sex that's for sure yeah um but we didn't really have the high speed internet with hardcore video porn uh, to learn from, even if it was a bad idea. So you really, you knew that women had breasts because you saw their torsos before you had to shut down the computer and <laughs> the rest of it wouldn't load. Um, but you didn't see anything else. But Did you ever find like porn magazines? Or explicit magazines when you were a kid? Yeah, one time we were uh, just wandering around the town, the village here, and we went under a bridge. And under the bridge, somebody had thrown out a big garbage bag full of porn. What a score. Oh, my goodness. It was just like, whoa. It's like childhood paradise. And there was this this cartoon, this comic strip, which was just like, just horrible the way that, the, like, the things that were going on. You were there. a little terrified? I was just like, what? This is, ooh. Because if you go from zero to 100 in that case, like that's just, it's, and that's probably like the, if kids are like going, how does a vagina work? And then they see like three huge cocks pounding one vagina. Like, it's like, whoa, what? Yeah, it, it talk <laughs> about zero to a thousand. So yeah. when I was a kid growing up, we lived in a subdivision of townhouses and they all had like shared backyard areas and this fence that ran along the whole place with these shrubs that were growing. Mm-hmm. So we had something called the bush bush and the older teenage boys who lived in the neighborhood would stuff like tear out sheets from porn magazines into the shrubbery so the rest of us could find them and look at them. So we had like this repository <laughs> of explicit images that was constantly at our disposal That's as kids. Wild. And we called it the bush bush because it was the 80s. So <laughs> They're all the bushes. They were bushy back then. The, 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 that's See, it's crazy. But that's not teaching anyone about sex. No, it's definitely not. So in answering this question... I know I, what the answer I is. I did some super fun research. It was it was good. I enjoyed it. Well, I don't think we should go anywhere beyond this podcast. We should say, get your teenagers... To listen to us. Bring them over to the podcast. And we can, right now, tell them every, everything they need to know about sex. Just Yeah, tell them to send us questions and we can answer them. No, don't say... I'll tell them right now. Everything? Okay, yeah. go. So, uh, so should I, okay, so boys and girls, when they want to have sex, they take off all their clothes. Now, the best way to do this is to, before anything starts, just take off all your clothes because it's going to be annoying to like undo pants, undo shirts, take shirts out, undo bras, just take it right off and jump into bed or whatever sort of like in a car, on a couch, whatever, just like take off your clothes. Then the first thing that has to happen is oral, okay? Don't just try to shove a P in a V. That's a penis in a vagina. <laughs> What's going on with my voice? Don't just try, <laughs> don't just try to do that. Um, you got to first lick 
delicately lick that pussy. Now, I wouldn't be that delicate. What you do is you take the girl as the guy. And girls, this is you just have to com- don't have to comply, by the way. You can say no. But just go along with this if you're into it. Drag her down the, the bed or couch or whatever a little bit. Climb on top of her facing her vagina with your dick in her face. Now, girls, I've said this before, you can play with it. It's fun, but don't pay too much attention because it's not time for the dick right now. And then grab this girl by her butt cheeks. Grab that booty and holding her legs back with your, like in your armpits type of thing. And then just shove her pussy right in your mouth. Hmm. This is the only way to do it. That angle doesn't work for me so well. That probably because you're paying too much attention to the D. <laughs> that could be true. <laughs> Ignore the cock and just enjoy what's going on down there and use the penis. Just be like, oh, this is nice. Don't try to give it pleasure. Don't think about it. Just use it as an extra stimulation. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So then you just shove your face in there and just really suck on the clit. You suck on the clit. You lick it. You actually make the whole thing soaking wet and stick your nose into the whole the her vagina <laughs> into her hole that's yeah. nice that's well nice. it's going to happen okay mm-hmm. the bigger the nose the better mm-hmm. and and you do that um until she comes once okay so that's you're working towards that and by the way don't be afraid to massage her butthole with your finger like how are they going to know that she has had an orgasm oh, okay yeah that's a good point these are the kinds of questions that come up she's going to go like oh, 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 oh something along those lines She's going to sound like retro goofy on a ski hill? Yeah, retro go- <laughs> Gorge, that <laughs> felt great. She's, she's, what, what's going to happen is she's going to like make all sorts of sounds. She might even say, I'm, I think I'm coming because I've never done this before. And then she, her vagina will become too sensitive to, uh, to, to, to you sucking on it and licking it. She'll be like, no, stop, 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 stop. It's too much. It's too much. Then you know she's had an orgasm. Or it's just too much and you got to like be softer. But chances are it's probably fine. So then, Kat, do you want to take over from that here? I just feel like this might be creating more questions. Now you got it. Okay, fine. Then you have to choke on on his dick. Then the girl, you got to, you know. (sighs) fuck her face just you know whatever now it's cock time uh just to get i'm gonna have to put a disclaimer in the show notes for this one saying please don't let your underage children listen to this episode (laughs) anyway i can go on you could go on i feel like i mean though that was highly entertaining it might not be super informative that's how you have sex cat what are you talking about but you can't have sex in a formulaic way every single time you do it I mean, I guess you can. I know there are plenty of people who do, but you shouldn't. Okay, well... I would advise against it. it, And then there's also an argument for what's not... If it's not Baroque, don't listen to it. Don't fix it. (laughs) I was thinking about Baroque music. Were you? Yeah. If it's not broken, don't fix it. That's the natural progression of this conversation is Baroque music. Yeah. Harpsichords are very erotic. I feel like I want to be in your head today. I don't know what's going on in there, but it seems like a very colorful landscape. So anyway, there's other things to sex, but mainly you got to make a girl come. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that, but that was a super heteronormative answer, first of all. 
Secondly, I went a different route in answering this question. Shocker. Why don't you do your thing now? I just compiled a little bit of research, which was super fun because there's a lot of good information out there. Um, First, I turned to my own teenagers who I know in the teenage realm, and Mm. they all collectively have a source that they really love. And it's a woman by the name of Shan Boudram, who is an author and speaker and sex educator. And she's on Instagram at Shan Booty, B-O-O-D-Y. And we can probably tag her when we post this episode. Mm. She's really amazing. She's like progressive. She's in a non-monogamous relationship with her partner. They just recently had a baby. So she talks about monogamy versus non-monogamy versus queerdom versus motherhood versus postpartum. There's tons of information about how vaginas work because I think that's a big question mark for a lot of people who love people with vaginas or who want to have sex with people with vaginas. There's some mystery surrounding the mechanics of the vagina itself. So she's a super positive, fun, informed source of information. Me too. Go on. (laughs) Not to disparage you, Joel. I also really love the work of a sex educator named Ian Kerner. Um, He wrote an amazing book called She Comes First. That's what I just said. Yeah, you did. 100%. And uh, it's another really good book. Don't (laughs) patronize (laughs) me. It's another really good book if you want to have sex with someone with a vagina. And there's a companion to it, which I haven't read yet, and I think I'm going to order, called He Comes Next. Um, and he has a few other books as well about sex, but I think just in terms of like getting the mechanics down and kind of understanding how oral pleasure works and um, foreplay, those would be really good resources. There's another great book about female orgasm called Come As You Are by a woman named Emily Nagoski, and it's uh, a really good exploration of the most recent scientific studies about female arousal and orgasm, which is quite All based on Nirvana songs. Exactly, yeah. No, not based on Nirvana songs. I love the book The Guide to Getting It On by Paul Unitas. Um, Actually, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. No, it's Paul Vagitis. It's J-O-N-N-A-I-D-E-S. I I think it's a Dutch name. So That Sounds like a disease. It does. But he's a lovely man. He once sent me free copies because I touted his book on my Mm. former Facebook Live show. And he sent me signed copies of his most recent edition, which was really sweet. What a sweet hat. Um, We've talked about this before, but there's a website that's a subscription-based service called OMG Yes, and it's a really comprehensive guide to female stimulation and orgasm. There aren't as many when it comes to penises because I feel like they're a little less mysterious. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm, you know, not giving penises a good name here, but uh, I also found a link to a Goodreads list of the top-rated nonfiction sex books. So I think we should post that somewhere so people can have a look on their own and pick and choose. There's some great stuff there. And then there's another resource called scarletine.com. It's a great website, and it's like queer, positive, gender, positive. It, it's There's really something for every question a teenager could probably ask about sex on that site. So... I think that's all good information to send. I was on TikTok the other day, and I just sometimes scroll TikTok because maybe it'll come up on that. Some girl had a model of a vagina, and she was talking about, um, you know, getting getting it on with the vagina. And she said, you got to cup the vagina with your hand very softly, very gently. And you might want to cup the butt too. You just hold it there. And then you just put your finger down 
to the hole. Mm-hmm. You just kind of hold it there. And I think you sort of open the lips a little bit. And then you wait till the vagina sucks your finger in. Have you ever heard of this? I have not heard of this. And you, what happens is the, the vaginal canal mm-hmm. will kind of open to receive, you know, what you're going to put inside. And you kind of have to like gently be in that area. And when it opens, it'll, there will be a bit of a suction to pull your finger into the vagina. Anyway, kids, you can learn about this on TikTok. <laughs> I was mesmerized by that explanation. It's not like a, you know, it's not like it's sucking your finger in, but it's just like a little, a little pull in, mm-hmm. just like a, a soft. There's something to do with the pelvic floor. Anyway, check this. Uh, I don't know what her name was, but uh, yeah, TikTok. I'm now super curious about the vacuum action of my own vagina. Yeah, put your hand on your own crotch. <laughs> Thank you for all the questions, COVID, that you've given me <laughs> in life and vaginal awareness. I think also if you're talking to your teenagers about sex, it's really important to be very specific and explicit on consent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also safe sex. Yeah. Like so. condoms are trash. Don't bother with them. Make sure you're on the pill and um, just trust, just generally trust everyone. Oh, Joel. <laughs> Joel, how many teenagers do you know? Uh, now, I, is, is this a question? No. <laughs> question number two. How many teenagers <laughs> do you know? <laughs> I don't really know, like, actively, like, to talk to, I think, any teenagers. Like, I just, I know people that have teenagers. I don't, I, I, are you saying this in a judgment way? Like, of course you don't give good advice to teenagers. You don't know any teenagers whatsoever, you idiot. Is that what you're saying to me? Well, I didn't really have it framed in that way in my head, but I was just sort of curious if you've had a conversation with a teenager in recent days. No. I guess that was a bit patronizing, wasn't it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joel. Whatever, just trying to teach kids how to fuck Trying to do right by your great grandma. I would say wishes. I would say tell your teenagers to abstain um, for as many years as possible. <clears throat> I would say that there's nothing wrong with waiting till you feel really confident and comfortable. Yeah, like what are we having sex at 15? Don't you feel that? Some people young? are. Yeah, that feels young. That feels young to me too. But 16, 17. I feel like 18. That's when it's 30, 20. I, I feel like in your early 20s is probably good. <laughs> You know, I feel like girls in their early 20s should try to sleep with guys in their early to late 30s. Is that what you feel? Yeah. Um, Just because they won't be as like, hopefully, just like just trying to get off. Mm -hmm. That's because all these young guys will just try to get off. Yeah. There's not a lot of exchanging pleasure happening. So, so if, if you're young and hot and you want to sleep Although with I don't guy, know. Hmm? Like I do know some teenagers and I've met some of their boyfriends and it's like a different species of male is suddenly emerging where they're like intuitive and sensitive and connected and like they seem to genuinely care about the needs of these girls that they're dating. And I, my heart feels so full when I think about it. Well, then that's a different thing. Uh, I wouldn't bank on that though. I would <laughs> think about the older guy, the, you know, Maybe he's older, but he actually looks pretty young. 
for for his age, and uh, he's he very. I mean, he knows about pussy suction. Um, he's aware of all these other things that I mentioned. He knows that come at, girls come first as they are, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you so know, yeah, whatever. Consider it. Yeah. Should we move on to question number two? Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Dear Cat and Joel, dating during lockdown is getting depressing. I'm tired of underwhelming text exchanges and frankly, I'm not comfortable with socially distanced walks at the moment because our COVID numbers are so high. It's also cold. Do you think periodic celibacy is a good thing? Beyond a pandemic situation, under what other circumstances might this be a useful practice? It's like everyone's an incel right now. Incel? You know, you don't know incels. Well, I know of incels. I just don't know how that applies here. Well, they're all in... What does incel stand for? It stands for in voluntarily celibate right so you is is a uh, is it okay to be celibate once in a while you you have to be you can't meet people is that what you're asking is this what the question is well i think they're reflecting on their enforced celibacy because of the pandemic circumstances but i will also say there are some people who just don't really they're not abiding by the pandemic mm-hmm. rules and mm-hmm. still kind of going out and yeah banging people that's the idea so that's uh, what you should be doing <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we don't need to necessarily get into the should you ignore COVID and still have sex debate, but yeah. uh, yes, you should, you think? You should still have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond these kind of extraordinary circumstances, I think this person is asking if celibacy could be a useful practice and why. Yeah, I, I, I wonder, I feel like you're going to lean towards maybe yes. Well, have you ever just decided consciously to be celibate for a while? Mm. No, <laughs> I don't understand it. I did. I, did we and I have a conversation about this one girl that I talked to who had decided to be celibate? Yes, we did. We did on, on mic. I'm sure. Yeah, it's definitely on some on sort mic. of uh, it episode. exists. But it just, but you yourself have not. No, it, but because and at that time I said and I will say it again. I don't understand what's better than sex. Like I don't understand. Like connected like really good having a lovely time with another person sex like i don't understand i don't know what's better so i don't know what you're gaining like what could you possibly gain that you that it's good to just be like i'll give this great thing up for six months of my life my short pathetic (laughs) meaningless life yeah let me just give this up and, and then i'll become uh one of the best I don't know, painters in the world? Like, what are you trying to achieve? I'll, I'll be so wise and have so much clarity. I don't know about that. Just enjoy, you know, pleasure with another person. Am I crazy? Well, I, I don't think you are crazy, but I think sometimes it might be useful to be celibate, particularly if you find yourself, like, in repeated patterns of relationship that are not suiting you ultimately and are leading to, like, dysfunction and dissatisfaction. Because I think there's something in the stillness and the absence of sexual connection that creates opportunity for reflection to kind of understand exactly what your patterns are and exactly what it is that you want from relationship and what you value the most so that you can be more aware of like what's going to work for you and what won't in future relationships. Sometimes the sex can be a distraction. Mm. Great, a great distraction. Um, but can you, I guess, is there a world in which you can have sex and 
have your cake and eat it too in the sense that you can have sex. You don't have to be so wound up in a relationship where you're all, you know, tied up emotionally and confused or, or not able to focus and reflect on other things. But you have somebody that you really like, they're a dear friend, you can have sex with them, but then at the same time you are, you do have that solitude. It's just that extracurricular from the solitude. You're just talking about a sex friend, basically, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, I think the people who can benefit most from a period of celibacy are usually the ones who are seeking some kind of validation from sex itself, Mm. that they're maybe not internally satisfying without sex in the picture. So it really isn't a a catch-all like, oh, celibacy is good, but you might need to be celibate to get past some things that, you know, that sex is, uh, 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 whatever. Yeah, like, for example, if you feel... If you feel like you need someone else's sexual attraction to you to validate you and to give you a sense of worth, if you take that off the table and put the energy that you would put into sex towards something else that you may be really passionate about instead, then that might be a really good way to explore filling that area of worth inside yourself exclusively on your own. I feel like the better we get at that sort of thing, the more holy we can arrive at our next partnership, whether it's casual or otherwise, and the less like dependent we become on other people to fulfill us and to like give us this sense of wholeness. Okay. Well, then uh, it sounds like, yes, I agree with that idea of maybe if sex is a crutch. Mm-hmm. Or a compulsion. Or a compulsion. Or you're using sex in an unhealthy way. We can kind of say that as a blanket statement. Then, yeah, maybe it's a good idea to kind of have a... a What's a, a, a cleanse? A sex cleanse. A sex cleanse. There's actually an Ian Kerner book about that as well. Called is, The Sex Cleanse. I don't think yeah. it's called The Sex Cleanse. Uh, I'll have to look up the title of it, but there is a book that he in which he talks about taking a break just to see. Maybe a, ju- a pussy juice cleanse. <laughs> what exists in the space that you normally reserve for your sexual relationships when sex is off the table? Yeah, masturbation probably. What can you find instead? I can tell you right now, like I'm in the midst of getting to know somebody in a very slow way that's been kind of forced upon us because of the parameters of the pandemic. And it's been so interesting. Mm. It's almost like a long distance correspondence because we don't really have the luxury of being able to see each other in real time yet. But we've had these great like exchanges of messages and now phone calls. And it's, it's a way in which I've never been able to approach relationship before, because as you have noted in episodes exactly like i do have a lot of can we kiss on the first date please yeah well i mean i want to because if they don't kiss well or doesn't feel good i'm not you know like so taking the physical off the table just because we have to right now has been very cool because now there's like a foundation being built of substance and friendship and like genuine appreciation for one another that i mean if then the physical connection is really good like this could be you know, a, a, a laster. Interesting or, potential yeah. to explore. Now, uh, one thing I'll uh, go just off uh, down, respond in that way is if that this relationship is one that pre-existed, it sort of makes sense that you can kind of catch up and you know maybe revisit something. But I feel like that's difficult if you were to just meet somebody for the first time online, you don't know them at all, and then you just start communicating back and forth. You know from from nothing, it's so hard to like get a conversation moving. 
Yeah, in some cases it has been because like I wasn't just talking to the one person. I've talked to a couple people here and there throughout the course of this pandemic and my singlehood. And some people are just really naturally engaging and right. interesting to talk to. Mm-hmm. And then other people have a hard time being vulnerable or aren't sure what they should share. And there's sort of like right. a forced awkwardness to it. So, and it can't like, I guess in some cases you could lose momentum, you know, if there's mm-hmm. not finally the chance to meet up, then like it kind of fizzles out, but yeah. I don't really see that happening here. So I think, you know, when you have a good connection with someone, there's good synergy, you can probably sustain it for a while. And then maybe the next tier is like a video chat where you're like looking at each other and talking. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how anyone's doing any of this. You know, video chat again. How long will we be in lockdown? Damn it. I don't know. Well, but celibacy has proven to be really powerful for me anyway. In these last several weeks. So the answer is yes. I think so. I think it's a a good thing. Yeah. I think as long as it's with intention, you know, and you're trying to find something in it rather than just feeling sad about it. But while you're doing it, (laughs) Don't also talk to people. Right. Don't be like, oh, I'm 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 online here, but I'm I'm just trying some celibacy, but I'm just on here to kill time. This is that's rude. <laughs> it's rude. It's rude. Like, I mean, you don't have to be there for sex or and you can put oh, I'm here for sex. But it's just like you're what's gonna happen is you're going to engage with a person and and start moving towards a sexual place. But in your head, you're like, no, no, this is a celibate. I'm celibate, so so there. It's just going to become so confused. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Like, I think if you're choosing to be celibate, you should probably not be on dating apps. Yeah, just like stay away from the whole scene until you're ready to, you know, if in if indeed a relationship were to head that direction and you were open to it, you'd be like, oh, this is great. But if you're completely closed off in that regard, you. The thing is, it's going to come up. Yeah, don't be on a dating app. I I went off the apps when I decided I was taking a break. Okay, well, do we have question number trois? We do indeed. We need your help. Of course you do. Each day feels like the one before, and this Groundhog Day vibe has now taken over our sex life. Uh Uh-oh. We used to go out together and individually and get our mojo raised by the energy of being around other people Social interaction, bars, live music, date nights. Now we just watch each other work in our sweatpants all day, zone out on Netflix and fall into bed. I feel like a potato. We, and probably everyone else who's listening, need real COVID-inspired ways to make sex interesting again. Well, geez, I mean, you know, we talked about the other week, uh, you know, dressing yourself up, taking yourself out on a date just to have a good wank. (laughs) <laughs> like self-masturbation dates yeah. this is a couple though they're like no I know but like I mean you're gonna put all that effort into you know jacking yourself off why not jack your partner off jack your partner off but no but put in the effort there are ways to put an effort when we're at home I mean one of the complaints in this question is sitting in sweatpants at work mm-hmm. well what happens if you go to work in work clothes here at home yeah, dress up for the you know? office. Ooh, oh my goodness. This He's wearing a belt now. And, Have you ever and, seen the movie Secretary with James Spader? No. Oh my God, that movie's so but hot. James that movie? Okay, if you like me, you have to watch that movie. Are you saying this to me specifically? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you're saying this to, to anyone that, that is everyone, interested in you? Everyone in the universe. If you're interested in me sexually, watch James Spader fucks a secretary. Please watch the movie Secretary, the end. That movie's so fantastic. 
Well, it's so good. I'm a fan of James Spader, so. But like this could be fun, like role play. There, there are endless role play scenarios you can explore at home. But this is what I'm talking about because of the, ple- the pleated pants, the belt you have to undo, mm. you know, the under desk fun types of uh, adventures. You know, maybe she's wearing a skirt and she's in a Zoom meeting and you just have to scoot, scoot in behind. You know what I mean? Yep. Or, you know, lay down on the couch. She's going to sit on your bing. You know, we're, for some reason I edited that. Sit on your deck while you're <laughs> while she's on a Zoom. <laughs> this is the moment you decide to show yeah. some restraint around There's your choice There's all of sorts of like crazy, well, they're not even that crazy, but just fun little things that you can do. Absolutely. Um, why so role play. Role play is a good scenario. It's role play, but it's also just like, no, you're, you're doing what you would do when you're not at home. Uh-huh. You're dressing up the way you would go to the office or whatever, yeah. and, but you're still at home. That's all that's changed. Putting some effort in. So here's another one. Yeah. Um, you could look up that list of books that we mentioned in the first question, and you could order a couple and just like read them to each other and see what happens. You'll learn some new interesting things about sex. That's it's true. fun. I love reading to somebody. I could spend hours reading books to people. So, you know, that could be sexy. Light some candles, have some wine, read some sex books together. Oh, I wish I had a partner right now so I could do this. Well, it's weird because you always, like right now you're reading your answer. It's because, I mean, Kat gets the questions before I do. And so you're always reading to me on the podcast, it's which true. is weird. You're constantly reading and you never speak from the hip like I do. <laughs> so if you've ever heard Kat even fumble or whatever, that's written. Like all of that's written. <laughs> Everything you ever hear Kat say on this podcast even if it's, a, which is weird because it's in response to what I'm saying, but she reads it. It's because I'm an intuit. Yeah, you're an intuit. <laughs> How did you read that? That's so weird. Um, what else? What else can people do at home when they're stuck with each other? Well, how about, you know, there's no, like, we can still go grocery shopping. So mm-hmm. why don't you go grocery shopping, husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. And pick up stuff the other partner doesn't know you're getting and make them a meal that's a surprise meal. Yeah. It's those little bits of effort. And then while you're making the meal, they can, I don't know, get down on their knees and lick your butthole. For example. Par exemple. That'd be so distracting when I was trying to cook. I can tell you that right now. There'd be very little cooking happening. Um, You could order sex toys. And have them delivered to your house. Try Mm -hmm. new sex toys. Try some fun bondage gear. Do you know what sports sheets are? Mm. Try saying that five times Sports fast. Sheesh. Sports sheets are like, they're strips of um, like binding. I don't even know. It's basically this thing you lay under your mattress and it's got like foot shackles and arm shackles and you can tuck them nicely away when you're not using <laughs> so them. So lovely. Oh, isn't that lovely? Um, and they're fun to roll out. Yeah. You can get like an angled cushion for oral. Yeah, I like those angled cushions. I don't have one, but... Those are very, very effective, P.S. I think you should make a tickle trunk if you don't already have one. If you do, refresh it. Get rid of some of the stuff that you're bored with and like buy some new sex toys. And we're talking about Groundhog's Day here. Why not just say, all right, missionaries off the table. Oh, unless we're on the table, but we we're not going to do the same things. Let's look. Let's write down these positions that we constantly do, and we say we're not doing them anymore. Uh-huh. We're going to put those in the closet for a little while, and we're going to try different things. Another fun thing is just to say um, we're like I don't know if you're with somebody that likes to orgasm a lot. You can do an orgasm per position. 
You know, that's like just a fun little game. And switch. You know, we're go- okay. This is a doggy style. Get, give you an orgasm. All right. Now let's move over to you know just edge of the bed orgasm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are just simple things. Um, I know of a person who has a bet system in place with their partner. So they make bets on like ridiculous things and whoever loses the bet has to perform a sex act. So no one's actually losing the bet. Mm. Just turning it into game like that could be really good. Um, and also if you're both into porn, you could create a porn show and tell night. So you each gather clips that you really love and then you play it for your partner. And you guys can talk about it. and Or like, act it out. Or act it out. Yeah, uh, please. Has there ever been a moment where you've been watching porn with a partner where it hasn't led to sex? Uh, it's very, uh, basically have never, I've done that like one time, but yeah, it did lead to sex. But I can only imagine it would always lead it to sex. It doesn't actually. I had like a really super awkward moment once, but that we don't need to talk about that <laughs> right now. It did not go the okay, way like I normal, it to. It seems normally it should lead to sex, but okay. So in your case... <laughs> It became like a film critique class, strangely. So yeah. it's not what I was expecting, but sounds a little bit like repression snuck into that. And a little bit, a <laughs> little bit, definitely some repression happening. What else can mm, we come up this with? This is Joel? very interesting. What about like having a day where one person has to be totally submissive, and the other yeah. person's in charge, mm-hmm. and then you can switch it up. And that can be that can coincide with the uh, game where you win or lose something if the mm-hmm. you know okay if you break this, character. This, this, yeah. I love it. Um, what else? You can experiment with like body paint, massage, sure, sure. food play, macrame, piss on <laughs> of the body. <laughs> you know how I love that Japanese rope bondage. Yeah. Piss on her. Um, oh, I missed that altogether. You just said that, <laughs> didn't it? I didn't even hear it. I'll That's say it again terrible. just in case. Cat <laughs> did not respond appropriately to that yeah. suggestion. Um, yeah, there's so many different things. But I like the idea that if something is stale, then just change it. It's kind of easy. It's simplified. But I think people fall into a rut and they just get so complacent and sad about the weight of the world and they're just like, they can't think of imaginative things. So this is why they've turned to us for help. The cookie jar. Have you ever done the cookie jar? What's that? Where both people like fill out little lists of Sexual different things. wishes that they yeah, have. Yeah, fantasies, wishes, mm-hmm. acts, and you just put them in a cookie jar and every day you choose a different one and you've got to like figure it out that day. Mm-hmm. There's also something to be said for um, just this, the game of control. We were talking about the uh, chastity penis. Oh yeah, the chastity penis. <laughs> but the idea that like you can say, well, you're not coming today, mm. you know, and then the, it's like, what? I'm not coming to... No, you're not going to come today. And then you start torturing the person by working them up oh. in many different ways. The, this amount... And then you're not coming until I tell you you're allowed or you're, or you're not coming today unless I change my mind, that kind of thing. And you can just... it's It can be just super fun, frustratingly fun. That sounds amazing. You know, until the person gives you permission to finally blow your load. Erupt like a volcano all mm. over the place. I love mm. it. Okay, well, have fun with that, all of you people who are stuck at home with your sexual partner. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we feel so sorry for you and your mundane sex life. By the way, you can also, you know, get some wood and whittle some sex toys if you want. No, Ooh. don't make sex toys out of wood. Jesus, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> yep, whittle your wood dicks I- and... Uh, I did think of another good one, but then now I've forgotten it again. Mm. It's too bad. 
Maybe we'll save it for the next episode. Guys, <laughs> well, listen to us every Monday on I do and I don't show.com, gmail.com, where we give advice, sex, and then talk about relationship too. And we'll be back every Monday for more of this exciting stuff. Send your questions. Kat, anything? Uh, if you like what you hear, please give us a review and a rating and share us with people who you know would enjoy it. Yeah, and that that's the other thing. Make sure, and then all I have to say, one more thing, dri- shovel the driveways when it snows. <laughs>